Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. Air One is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. I'd like to welcome my guest, Irene Allen, founder and executive director of Come See Feline Friends Incorporated in LaPorte. Welcome to Closer Look, Irene. Hi, Becky. Thank you for having me. Could we start out by sharing a success story about one of the cats? Well, actually, it's two of the cats, and I work and pull cats from the LaPorte Animal Shelter. That's mainly where I'm getting my um, my cats and sometimes dogs, too, uh, from the shelter. I was called in uh, one of the days that I was off to come to the shelter. We had gotten a little kitty cat in that a Duluth Calico that had a foot injury and it looked like it had been injured and then grew back so she couldn't use the leg because it was all kind of deformed and up under her and we were going to schedule her for the vet and a couple of days later we get a call and we got another one almost looks identical but younger and it was identical injuries same leg on both cats the cats were the same color very strange. I mean, it just, it never happened. You might get two blacks in, but not, not a dilute calico. We took them to the vet. They both had to have the front left leg amputated. I brought them home, which is what I usually do anyway. My husband's counting. <laughs> anyway, we got them well, and I had an adoption event at the cat show over in Deer Park. They give rescues and shelters a free booth space so that you can come in and do adoptions while the cats are being, other cats are being shown. Anyway, I saw a gentleman, talked to him for a second, said hi, and he was looking at, we had quite a few cats there, like 10 cats there for adoption. And I had the two girls that had healed up very well at the, at the show, and we didn't get them adopted that day. He calls me the next day and asked me if the girls had gotten adopted and I said, no, they didn't. Um, were you interested? And he said, I want both of them. Well, he came and, and met with us at the, at the shelter and adopted both of the kitties. And I, and I get pictures now. They, they're running around his house. He has two other cats and a dog. And those two have settled in like they had been there at home all their life. But they had been up for adoption for quite some time. So it just does your heart good when you know you've you've saved a couple of lives and you've gotten them to where they really are appreciated. I get Christmas cards, pictures, email updates, text messages and everything from, from the whole family with these two girl kitties that I wasn't sure would ever get adopted. I'm just smiling ear to ear here because I'm in a cat family and we just love these stories. So it's obvious you have a passion for the work that you do. How'd you get interested in this line of work? What's your story? I raised Persians for 40 years and showed them all over the United States and some foreign countries too. We went, we've been to Japan. I've got, I've got cats in Belgium, England. Anyway, I had decided after 40 years that I was going to stop breeding cats and I would have a lot of time on my hands. So I decided they were in the process of building a new shelter in LaPorte. And I said, well, I'm going to go over there and volunteer. So before the doors even got open, I went over there and was helping, you know, get stuff ready for the uh, opening day. 
And I wound up, I said, I'll spend four hours on Wednesdays over here. That's the middle of the week, and that would do me good, get me out, blah, 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 because I had retired from the state of Texas. I had been there 20 years. Anyway, my four hours on Wednesday turned out to be seven days a week and uh, quite a few hours, and then, of course, come home and get online and do some networking and calling and that for fosters and for adoption events and things like that. So I've been over there since 2015. In order to pull cats out of the shelter, I had to have a 501c3, which you have to go through quite a process with the with the uh, government and with the state also to get this status. So I have an EIN. I'm I'm nonprofit now, and uh, it's just it's grown. I, I really had no idea that it was going to get this big. We're I don't have a facility, it's a foster-based rescue, and I have quite a few ladies and a couple of guys that are helping us with adoptions, with our, our events that we go to, with taking them to the, to the vet and picking them up and delivering them to different people. I just never had planned on getting this big. If you're just joining us, this is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Irene Allen, founder and executive director of Come See Feline Friends in LaPorte. So, Irene, you've been doing this for decades, really. Uh, what was it like in the early days? Have things changed? Things have changed quite a bit, Becky. It's gotten quite large. Of course, this pandemic has, has hurt everybody and everything. The cat shows had to shut down. We had our, our annual meeting and banquet. That was called off. All the regional banquets called off. The cats haven't stopped having kittens. The dogs haven't stopped having puppies. So we're, we're you know, trying to work from home mostly. We're not allowed back in the shelter yet. And it's been tough. And we've got... I see. It seems like more kittens this year. More kittens are being found without their mother for for whatever reason, and so we're we're constantly on the phone trying to find somebody that can take kittens that don't have a mother. Either they're either they're just starting to eat food, or we're bottle feeding them, which is what I'm doing with the three that I have here right now. Is every three hours they get they get bottle fed. It's probably a little bit easier to place a cat than, say, a dog or a bird, isn't it? Maybe. Right now, we have placed more dogs through the shelter than we have cats. We've got uh, quite a few at, at fosters right now, so we can't consider that to be an adoption. That's just a temporary home for the care and, and um, health, the uh, veterinary care and that. When we pull, like the two that I have had had to have amputations, um, that comes from our pocket, come see feline friends. And so we obviously we have to work off of donations because most of my fosters are retired. That's where kind of we get our, our base from. So the name of your organization is Come See Feline Friends, but you also work with dogs? Yes. Yeah, I know. Everybody said, you know, maybe you shouldn't put feline, but my cattery name when I bred and raised and showed cats all over was Come See. And when we were looking for a name for my rescue, I said, well, why not use Come See? I was known in the Persian and the cat show world, CFA, as Come See. So maybe that would, you know, get us a little more attention. And people get used to the fact that you also work with dogs, right? Yes, yes, of course. 
Do you work in collaboration with other local groups? Yes, we network. We network and work closely. I have a, a very good friend, and she's a dog rescue, and, and she'll say, we've got one down in, in Texas City. Can you go? And I'm going like, yes. Put the seats down in the back of my car, throw a blanket in there, and I'm gone with the cats. It's not quite as easy to get the cats you know, into a carrier and get them back to the house unless, unless they're you know, seriously ill or injured. The dogs usually just jump in the car. They're so glad to see somebody. What do you find is the most common reason that you have to work with an animal? Abandonment. People have abandoned their animals. They just, they, they take them to parking lots, the schools and things like that. That's where these three came from. Somebody had, had dumped them newborn babies at a, at a school close by. But the people aren't neutering and spaying and therefore there's unwanted animals. And you're an advocate for neuter and spay, aren't you? Definitely. Here we call it TNR, trap, neuter, and return. But lots of people need help, too. The, some of the older people um, need help with neutering and spaying, and that's where we come in. If somebody needs some help, we try desperately either to find a free neuter-spay clinic or, or event going on and get them, get them an appointment and get them set up, or we go get them and take them over there for them. Do you also help people find their lost pets? Yes, we highly recommend microchipping because I bought a microchip reader that I keep with me, and and so does my partner. She she has one too, and if we find a dog or cat and that we are able to you know get close enough to to run the scanner, yes, and it's been a big help. We've returned. I honestly don't have a count of how many animals have gotten back, and including cats. People are more apt to microchip the dog than they are the cat. But cats get out too, don't they? Yes, they do. Or people think that's okay to let them out in the backyard. And we've had a big problem with coyotes here. They've seen and photographed coyotes taking small animals, you know, off. And they just don't have a chance when that happens, do they? No, no, not at all. Thanks for joining us. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Irene Allen, founder and executive director of Come See Feline Friends Incorporated in Laporte. Online, you're going to find them on Facebook. Just search for Come See Feline Friends, or you can reach them by phone at 832-368-5535. Irene, do you have any advice about where we should get our animals and what we should do prior to adopting? Well, we tell people that the adoption is going to be, when they take an animal and adopt it, that it's going to be like at least 10 or 12 years. So you need that they need to think about that first, and they need to plan a little bit ahead. You know, if they're going to be in a move or they're in an apartment, then size and number and all that has to come into play. We, we give you a checklist of things that you need, need to do, and I have an application form that asks you about your residence and how many people in the family and is there anybody allergic. Things, things like that are, are definitely need to be considered. And then will they be able to take care of the cat if the, or the dog, and it needs shots yearly or needs to be wormed and the teeth checked and so on. Um, are, are you aware of those kind of things? But the application that we've got pretty much covers everything. There's some questions in there that wouldn't apply to everyone. But then when they decide that they are going to adopt, then we have a contract that, that uh, specifically says you won't declaw the animal 
the cat or the dog. You won't just turn it out or give it to somebody else. If an animal that, that has adopted through us isn't needed or wanted anymore in the, in the family situation, then they have to call us. They have to. The kitty has to come back or the dog has to come back to us for us to, to rehome. But it, it's, it's definitely a process and it needs, it needs some planning. Irene, I like that you covered so much about adoption and rehoming and all of those things. I suspect that an organization such as yours relies heavily on fostering. Yes, we do. We really do. Tell me about your foster parents. Well, first of all, they they need the time that it's going to take to take care of the animal because so many of the ones that we do foster out are either recovering from an injury or surgery or they're tiny kittens that need attention, you know, every few hours. The the feeding is very important. Sometimes two hours, sometimes three hours, and as they grow, then we can move to about four hours. But I, I haven't fostered any kittens this small in a while, and it's like you plan you plan your day around fostering and feeding. The feeding is so important, and of course, keeping them clean. They probably, with no mother there to keep them clean, then we have to do either a bath or what we call butt baths. But the main thing is that you need to have the time and you're willing to do that. Do you always need foster families? Yes, we do. Uh, we'll lose a few here and there. They're moving. I have one that's moving to, uh, to Florida. I'm jealous. We do need fosters all the time. And I'm willing to talk to anybody, interview them, um, help them, show them how to, how to feed, uh, how to clean. We give them supplies. We give them formula and um, whatever, actually, whatever they need. Most most of our fosters have fostered before, so it's not it's not too big a problem. How does a person become a foster family? They call me or Lou and talk to us about their previous experience. We need people that are are able to have the time and and dedication to the feeding schedule and cleaning, and 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 actually be obvious. Um, alerted to the welfare of the kitten. If it's not eating, um, it's not pooping, then, you know, we may need to go to the vet. But it, it takes it takes somebody special. To me, anybody that adopts or fosters children or animals has a special place in heaven. Without Cumsy Feline Friends, what would happen to these animals? Oh, dear. I hate to think about that. If something happened here, I would probably try to find someone to take it over. Lou is younger than me, and we have talked about that. Her name is Lou Swanson, and she's she's my best friend and my right hand, and I, I call her the brains of the outfit because she's got a better memory than I do. But she would probably have to have to take over if something happened to me. I'm sure she would. All of these things take money. Uh, how are you funded? Through donations. And we are not as big as some of the other rescues, so our donations are, are kind of few and far between. They do have something coming up on the on Facebook called um, Network for Good, and they match whatever someone donates, they will match it. Um, it's an easy way to donate, and we have a PayPal account, and it just goes right from that into the PayPal account. Obviously, you, you need the monetary gifts, but what other kind of donations can you use? 
We love food donations, uh, canned and dry food. And we have kind of a specific list of, of, if the people ask us, of the food that we feed our animals. And the, and like, uh, the formula, we have a special uh, formula that we feed the kittens that, that's been working really well. So we, if they ask us, we'll take any donation because we have several of our, not fosters, but our feral feeders. They feed colonies. So whatever we get is never, ever going to be wasted it will go either with my fosters or with my feral colony feeders. And we have quite a few of those here in Laporte. Do you have another success story you can share with us? <laughs> the success story would probably be I'm a failed foster. I have four here right now that I was that I took in to foster, and they're still here. That's, that's kind of my success story. You can't give them up once you have them, huh? Yes. Yeah, they, <laughs> well... For one reason or another, they could—they're either shy, or they've been through abuse of some kind. And I'm actually their person, and they have special times with me. Two of them are out here right now, and I just couldn't let them go. I keep saying, "You're—you're you're just lucky to be here." <laughs> yeah, they—they they become a personal friend really quick, don't they? Yes, they do. I get attached real easily. I have to say, my son had a cat growing up. He was a big orange cat. He was just beautiful. And he passed away a few years ago. And his my son's wife just bought him a new little orange kitty. And he's he's just beside himself. He's so happy with that baby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, that's a success story. It is. It's, it's pretty sweet. Do you have advice for pet owners? Don't ever let them outside unsupervised dog or cat it's just it's not safe outside anymore and that's probably one of the biggest things right down at the bottom of my list of instructions and I tell them this isn't in stone this is just things that have worked for us but down at the very bottom it says please don't let your fur baby outside because it's just not safe out there anymore the other thing is if they can't keep the cat anymore don't just open the door and let them out find somebody plan ahead and find somebody or rescue that can take that animal because especially if it's been somebody's pet for any length of time, it's bonded and it's going to have a hard time adjusting to a new home, new situation. So please, please don't let them outside and please, if you have to give up your animal for any reason, find someone or a rescue or a shelter, a no-kill shelter preferably before that comes to that. What challenges do you face? Probably donations. Um, I'm not real good at asking for money from people I, or help sometimes. And usually if we post something that we need help, we usually do get it pretty quick. But it's, it's not in my nature to go around like begging for money. Irene, our time together has gone by so quickly today, and you've shared some very good information. Before we close, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, Becky, I appreciate you having us uh, on the program. This is really, this is really an, a good opportunity to be able to, to, to thank all of the people that have helped us monetarily. They have worked their, um, their selves and fostered and, and just given heart and soul to, to help us out. And I 
my heart goes out and my and my thanks and I'd like to say God bless all of the people who care about animals and are caregivers. I see pictures on Facebook on Facebook of people in foreign countries that look like they don't they don't have enough money to feed themselves and yet they're out feeding you know, feral colonies or rescuing a cat or a dog or a horse or something like that. And it just, it does me and my heart so good to see that kind of thing all over the world. And I would say God bless and, and thank you. For more information on Come See Feline Friends Incorporated, you can also email us at closerlook at airone.com. That's closerlook at A-I-R, the number one, dot com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Air One Closer Look. Find us online at airone.com.